they were inside. I think it was like first and goal, a second and goal, or well, third. I think it was third and goal, actually. First, second, and third. Took, <laughs> yeah, it was one of those goals. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Ho. Oh. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes yeah. by the OC. <laughs> I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode, what are we on? Episode 14? Episode 14, 14 of Life with Football. Yeah, if you count everything else that I started like last year. Yeah, well, you still got us 14. We're in. Episode 14. Welcome back. Tim Smith, how you doing? What's up, man? All is good. I mean, yeah, three weeks in a row. Gotta love it. We're being consistent. That's what it. That's what it's about. And I am not the leader in being consistent, so... You reaching out, making me get on here, a couple other people, making me execute. Love it. Let me tell you a little something about the intro song. I just real I'm realizing that. Public service announcement, Jay-Z. You know why that's one of my favorite songs? I know some of the lyrics are kind of corny and kind of outdated, but check out my swag, yo. Listen. Well, I mean, check out my swag. Yo, I walk like a ball player. No matter where you go, you are what you are, player. You can try to change, but that's just the top layer. Man, you was who you was for you got here. To me, that says it all. Like, regardless of how you act in a situation, in a new room, in a new group, whatever, you you can put a front on, you can do whatever. But originally, and when it comes down to it, the true you will come out after time. So you was who you was before you got here is key to me. And and like the quicker you can get back to yourself in any scenario is where that success will be. So that's why I love that song. And the man Jay-Z's absolute, absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, you just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Hey, man, LL Cool J. That's sick. Yeah. I've had a major, what's this, week? This is the beginning of week four of my new job. Um, it's been a freaking, it's been a rough one. It's been a <laughs> rocky couple of weeks. So I show up, yeah. go through one week, week two. So I'm in HR and specifically talent acquisition. So what that is, is just recruitment, recruitment, onboarding for a company. I actually work for a university and recruiting people, finding talent, attracting talent, and basically owning that process of what it's like to recruit and bring people on to the company. So I had somebody quit. A woman that was on my team decided to quit and said, no notice my last day. See ya. She was responsible for everything in the system, right? And all the, the new hires, the data entry, the changes for employees. So like this stuff like affects people getting paid. So I mean, if you're in a situation like that, you're a, you're a boss, man. You're in a situation yeah. like that. You come in and say, they say, you got to learn a new system and fast, and you're responsible for it. And a whole lot of people are dependent on you. And you have no resources as far as training, uh, manuals, whatever it is. What's your go-to? Like, what was your actions? What do you do first? I, I just like to be up front. Like, with, you know what I'm saying? Like, get out in front of it. Let the people that are now like that's hard to understand. You have nobody. You have direct reports that are going to bear some of the brunt of this, correct? Well, yeah. So I have a new direct report who's new into that position that's going to take over. Yeah, and she's brand new, so she has no idea about the system either. 
Yeah. So you got to attack it, man. You got to, you got you to, you know, you just got to attack. Just got to attack. It, learn. And then it's, so it's both sides. Internally, you're, you're a storm, right? You got to, we got to hit it, gain knowledge, find the right people that actually know what to do. In this scenario, it's like several different people know what to do in certain pieces of the system. So trying to pull yeah. that together and present that to be an educational piece for, for whoever. And then on the outside, because you have customers internally in the company, it's like managing expectations there too. It's like, Hey, I understand all this has got to be done, but you have to understand that we've been here for yeah. three weeks, dude. Like we got to yeah. learn the system. Please be patient. Appreciate your patience. All that yeah, stuff. Like, so. Yeah. My man, give me a break. Take a step back for a second. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little See bit the of the whole situation, but professionally saying that, Anyway, yeah. Yeah, of course. So that's been me, but um, you know, we're back. Had some Halloween. Had trick or treating go. Trick or treating was cool, man. Kids got double, you know, double the amount of candy. They had a good time, man. Love that. Parker didn't. Parker didn't want to wear his mask though. He, he wasn't, wasn't feeling it. Like, nah, I wasn't feeling the mask. We had a, a squad. The four kids, my four kids. We had the uh, Mario Brothers theme going. We had Mario, Luigi. Uh-huh. Princess Peach, Princess Daisy. Do you know about Princess Daisy? Ah, Princess Daisy. Wasn't she the princess that came out at the end of the castle when you hit when that's, you grabbed the flag? That's Peach, bro. Uh, see, I don't remember that. I know. I didn't. I didn't know about it until the kids started playing again. Anyway, life is good. So we're moving on. College today. College football playoff rankings have come out, and Love there's it. some surprises there. Not really surprises, but I guess yeah. from what people were talking about, um, there's some people missing. There's some teams missing. So, first of all, let's see who gets left off the list. The big items, Cincinnati gets left off the Sweet. list. They were ranked number two last week, all of a sudden find themselves at seven. No, six. Six. Six, six at eight. No. Yeah. Strength of schedule is obviously big here. Um, with the people evaluating strength, the schedule for Cincinnati, they, they rank their schedule at a hundredth Ohio state is above them out of the picture at number five right now at sitting at seven and one, um, strength, the schedule for them is 74th in the country. Then above the line at number four sneaks in the ducks of Oregon seven and one who obviously beat Ohio state. So I guess that makes some sense there. Yeah, absolutely. And offensively, they're they're legit. Juggernaut. Um, Yeah, so's Ohio State. Yep. (laughs) There's no doubt. 22, (laughs) uh, their strength of schedule is ranked 22 in the country. Above them, number three, the Spartans of Michigan State at 8-0, undefeated. Uh, 50th strength of schedule. And guess where they are coming on Saturday at 3.30 p.m.? no team wants to go. <laughs> no team wants, no to go team wants to go. No. To Ross Aid Stadium to take on the Purdue Boilermakers. Put those, get it. put those people to sleep. Let the Spartans sleep, <laughs> yeah. in, or sleep yeah. in a nice, <laughs> easy nap. Get a late, well, get a late uh, or early continental breakfast. You know, they wake up. The coaches take a little attendance down at the hotel conference room. Get a little muffin. Get a little banana. Head back up to your room. Uh, you know, hang out, watch some college game day, and then at about four hours before the game is usually pregame meal. So they'll come down again. They might have a little walkthrough before that. Yeah. Come at down. At what point? At what point does your stomach start to turn? For me, 
Yeah, for yeah, well, you experienced it. So what, I mean, what is, when did it turn? My stomach was turning on the bus right there, bro. <laughs> I was one of those well, nervous guys, man. I was always like, I was. It was. It's bad because I I played not to screw up, and that was where my yeah. mistake was. Like you feel you're the man in high school. Um, and you show up to this new place and all of a sudden you got a battle for your job. You got a battle for respect on the field. I mean, that's a whole conversation in itself, but in a sense, like I didn't feel like I was a peer to those people, to everybody else on the field, which is really effed up. That's a whole, another psychology. But so for me, like when the game plan was being put in, uh, you know, the coaches, my DB coach would come out Tuesday and basically lay out the game plan, right? You show up on Tuesday Here's the, here's the scouting report. Here's the game plan. Here's what we're doing. And for me, it was like, I'm trying to find holes in anything that they give me. So it was like, okay, we're in cover four in this piece. Here's the six different routes that they're going to run. And I'm always like, well, what if they do this? Or what if they line up here? What if this guy's off the line? And Anarumo, who's now the D coordinator at, uh, for the Bengals, He'd always let I me mean, get pissed. He's like, Smitty, yeah. like, relax. He was always saying, relax. <laughs> yeah. Just like Langella would in high school, man. It was always like, yeah. because he knew as soon as he's, if we're watching film and you're watching it to understand like, okay, I'm running this coverage against this play. And then yeah. it's a route or something that he didn't see or we didn't see. And he knows I'm thinking to myself like, what well, what do we do in this situation? You know, like, yeah. Coach, <laughs> Coach, what about this? So you didn't talk, you didn't cover this. <laughs> so he's like, Smitty, relax, man. So anyway, that was me. So I was always the paranoid preparer, I guess. But but so for my point, because you know, for asking that question, is those kids are going to feel that feeling on Saturday going in there, both sides. You know what I mean? Right. It's a big game. Well, that's what we hope that Michigan State's not feeling that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. all right, we just had a huge win uh, at Michigan. Is it at Michigan? No, it's at Michigan State. We had a huge win at home against Michigan. We're going to come in to Ross A. We're going to roll our helmets out on the field and take care of these scrubs, you yeah. know? But yep. that's and where then, we win, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's where we come in. Shit up. And we, By the time they see it, D-Bell have a freaking eight balls for 100 yards and a tuggy. That's it. Before they open their eyes, it's 14 zip. And the first quarter, and we're we're going there. So that's what I'm hoping for. Anyway, that's Michigan State at number four. Number two, I'm sorry, number three. Number two is the classic, the legends, Alabama, seven and one, seven and one with a loss. Nikki Saban and the boys at number two. Strength of schedule, they have ranked at 13 in the SEC, obviously, and then number one is staying strong, eight and zero. Georgia Bulldogs. Strength of schedule is 27 there. So. That's going to be very interesting. I I haven't seen Georgia. I saw them maybe a quarter combined throughout the whole season. But what you see, (laughs) that front seven, particularly the defensive line, is ridiculous. There's no question, dude. And that's where I have trouble, like, I don't know. You know, you say the Big Ten's the best conference in college football, you know. I say that because I'm a because yeah. that's Big Ten blood, man. Like I love it, but at the same time, you watch these dudes in the yeah. SEC play a football game, and it's just a different, different type. Yeah. I think when people say the Big Ten's the best conference in college football, I I, I I don't think it's always just about football. I think it's about the pageantry, it's about the stadiums, it's about the fans, it's about the cultures, athletically, and everything that goes on in down in the south. I mean, it's you know. 
completely no. different, man. That's why the SEC is what it is. You're right. I do like the pageantry is a good word. The pageantry, yeah. the cold and I'm weather. Not knocking, yeah, I'm not knocking the SEC pageantry either because there's a yeah. bunch of stuff. You know, the Iron Bowl is ridiculous. No doubt. Got a bunch of teams hanging on right outside of there that Wake Forest is 8 0. I like Wake Forest, man. Seven is. So after Cincinnati at six, seven is Michigan after losing to Michigan State. Oklahoma okay. is nine and zero. Oh. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on there. I think the schedule's got to be pretty bad. Strength. And they've had some, the new quarterback has actually been better than the you know the Rattler kid. It seems to be a little bit of a you know a little bit of a, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, he's you gonna know. move, man. I would see. Yeah, I would see Rattler. Uh, West Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll take that. Uh, Wake Forest <laughs> yeah. at 98th ranked uh, strength of schedule. Right. Oklahoma's at 69, which is interesting. Then Notre Dame is finishing everything up um, at 7-1. Anyway, we got uh, it's, it's getting real, ladies and gentlemen. College it football is. is getting real. This is the best time of year. And this is where you separate the, the good ones from the average. So we shall see what November. happens. But we're hoping for a big upset on Saturday coming up. Speaking of Saturday coming up, always touching base with uh, with our Golden Black. Purdue Boilermakers topped the uh, Nebraska last weekend, 28-23, and a solid win from the boys. Uh, really Huge. quick, let's rattle off some stats. Aiden O'Connell, 34 for 45, 233, and two TDs. No picks. That's big. Um, How many times was he sacked, does it say? No, it doesn't say in this sheet. King Doru, 17 carries for 74 yards. Average of 4.4. That's a huge difference than the negative yardage. Yeah. Um, he definitely looked, uh, he looked healthier. Yeah. He looked like he was moving around a little bit. Well, I tell you, I think what, what adds to that mix, number one, Xander Horvath was back. Average 2.2, but at the same time, it's just a different type of body. I think a good changeup. The other piece is that David Bell was active, man. If they're yeah. throwing the ball and doing what they need to, the short passes to Jackson Anthrop. Um, I mean, David Bell got the ball early, and often Milton Wright has seven receptions. Uh, so they spread the love. But when that happens, that opens up, obviously, the run game a little bit. So, yeah. I'll tell you, Milton Wright, good for him, man. He's really, from where he started and a couple of big drops, he's really, the, the you know, this part of the season, he's been reliable. Yeah. Knock on wood, man. Yeah, I um, yeah, man. We'll like see how it all comes go together. Vertical more with him. I mean, he, I feel like he has, but I guess a little more, like you said. I mean, the strength strength is a couple outside balls to the to those guys, yeah. Bell or uh, Milton Wright, and then in the in the middle with Dorham and some of the other tight ends, just attacking the middle yeah. on those vertical routes. That's their strengths. Um, it was good to see Anthrop get that touchdown. It was a great play design too, man. That was really cool if you really look at it. Which one was that? The one where Anthrop lined up in the backfield. They were inside. I think it was like first and goal or second and goal. Or third. I think it was third and goal, actually. First, second, and third. Anthrop, <laughs> yeah. It was one of those goals. <laughs> oh, like half wheel or whatever that was. Yeah. Nice. Brown got a chuckle on that one. That's all him. It's all designed. You could have put me man. out there and ran that route. It would have been wide open. You know what that is? Is uh, not to get crazy into football science, but two through a zone, man. It's hard yeah. for a defense. You got, you know, let's say you're a flat defender. 
you're covering the flat. You're obviously covering the first person that comes to the flat. And then once he vacates, there's somebody else that comes that way. That second person, two through his own. It's a concept that not a lot of people are working on. And, I mean, it's freaking impossible for a defense. So. Yeah. Yeah. Four strong, so four to one side of the field and two through yeah. a zone. If I ever ran an offense, those would be my two uh, concepts that would yeah. constantly go to. That's the offense we'll be running when we get to Westfield and Park is the quarterback at, at yeah. Westfield Youth League. The Westfield Shamrock 10U <laughs> travel team. <laughs> anyway, um, Adrian Martinez, man. What do you feel about it? So he's Ooh. a senior, right? Yeah. And he's been they, starting he, for four years. Yeah, I think he has a year, another year of eligibility too. So he Does can he? transfer it's and just, probably be a grad transfer. Maybe uh, it's funny because like as he's playing, I don't know who is announcing the game, but they were talking about like, oh, these are some of the mistakes Martinez is making. Like he's yeah. got to work on these to improve his game. I'm like, the guy's been doing it for four straight years. Yeah, and he looks he looked horrible on Saturday. He made some really bad decisions, man. Yeah. Um, so he struggled, but it's just interesting to see his development. So yeah. anyway, we get a win. Or lack of. Yeah, true. Uh, what else? We got another huge game we talked about. One one game away from bowl eligibility. That's always a key. Can we yeah. break through the freaking Ooh. six or seven game, six, six or seven wins? I mean, we can yeah, only get we, to what – What do we have? You got – Potential you for you got it. Michigan, Ohio State right here. Michigan then you State, have Northwest, Ohio and then Northwestern and Indiana. Right. So really, you're looking at seven, seven wins if you win out. We need one of these next two. It's got. It's gonna be. It's gotta be Saturday because <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> you know, Dude, but you I, never know, they man. Do it again, bro. I'm telling you, and Boilermakers have always done this. Like we're playing, we play to the level. Of the opponent, where yeah. we can go and go to sleep at Toledo somewhere yeah. or Bowling yeah, Green, gonna, but then we go to Columbus and we freaking show up. Yep, 100%. I will make this statement Michigan State better be able to run the ball because they're not going to throw it. Oh, right. I'm telling you. Yeah, let's they not need to forget, run the ball. Let's not forget you got the nation's leading runner at running back, a rusher. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. So you know they're going to, you know. The boys better be ready up front. But somehow, sometimes, it's just like you start the game and they just yeah. start, you know, defensive line and the defense is just yeah. playing. We'll see what pass happens. Protection, pass protection is going to struggle. You know, they have some – that one defensive end is going to be a problem. He's a big-time player. I don't know the kid's name, but I've seen highlights of him. Gotcha. Um. So, yeah, quick notes. You mentioned good to see Jackson Anthrop in the backfield. Nice mix up, so that that always that that created some space, created some plays. Jalen Graham, who I have continued to say is other than Karloftis, obviously stud, but he's my favorite boilermaker on the defensive side. Uh, I just love the Big way day. he plays. Safety slash linebacker type, but he's out there on the perimeter and making plays. Man, that rover position, the linebacker in space, is key to yeah. this defense, and. Uh, that pick six was just huge and good uh, to yeah. see. It was really good. He's a ball. You're right. You've been right, and I've never doubted you either. But the dude is just—he's—he's he's doing it. He balls, man. We saw him the first time at the spring game. Is when he was there, spring. Right. I think he was before his first season. That's right. 
Good stuff. I'm going to say, oh, damn, number six looks good out there. Yeah. So, no, so we got a, a big one on Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Your boy will be in the stadium ready to go. With an old friend. With an old friend. Danny D. from Long Island, New York will be in attendance. I'm excited for that. That'll be cool. Hell, yeah. You I got just, a good game. I just hope we don't get ushered out of there. <laughs> Danny be sleeping on your shoulder by the end of the first quarter. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. All right, moving on. We're moving to the <laughs> NFL. Let's review the power rankings quick. We don't need to spend too much right. time on this. Let's just get an update. Um, overall, what do you think the week was like in the NFL? Give me your quick reactions. React. The football, once again, is fantastic. And I, I'm not one to cry about the officiating and the refereeing and the calls. I get it. The penalties are penalties. But, guys, you, no one is there to see you decide the outcome of a game. No if you question. don't know the call is 100%, leave the flag in you. Effing pants. <laughs> Enough with the flag. Is this in general Enough. or are you just speaking from a Giants perspective? Well, in general, but the Giants game really shoved it. You know where. And it's like, I, it, uh, I can't. We just. Haunting. Haunting. We just gained 16 yards, you jackass. Now you're taunting? <laughs> Get back to the huddle. <laughs> You're packed in a huddle. <laughs> that's tough, man. That is a that's a freaking heartbreaker right there. It's not so much about the way they lose. It's not so much that they lose. It's how they lose. Yeah. 140 yards in penalties. Yeah, it's abysmal. We battled, abysmal. but we battled, but the expe- I had the expectation last night. Like this is exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be a three point game, and Mahomes will find. You know, they struggled all all game, and then they just stomped down the field in the last drive. And Danny Dimes is struggling, and at that at the last drive to the defense, they played good. They good did. job, guys. Definitely. Still two and six. All right, no more Giants talk. <laughs> no more Giants. Uh, we're starting off. Let's go number ten here. Where are we at? Number 10, New Orleans Saints move up from ranking in the 13th with a huge win over the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, Trevor Simeon, my guy. First of all, yeah. why can't I think of his name? Jameis Winston. Jameis? Yeah. yeah. Jameis Winston, man. I just feel, bad, feel bad for the guy. For yeah. He just needs, he he just needs a full year. He was playing. He was ready. He was ready to take over the reins from my man Drew. And... Uh, and of course, oh, comes there. Did he tear his ACL? I think it was the ACL. Yep. Brutal, ACL. man. Um, really brutal. I hope he can come back and and find a spot and freaking have some success. But in his way, uh, or stepping into his place, was Trevor Simeon. What's start- cool? Northwestern, bro. Nice. Come on. Nice. <laughs> Came through with a big game, big win over Tom Brady and the boys. Number nine, Cincinnati Bengals. Ah, tough one ah. against the New York Jets. Lost, uh, dropped from seven to nine. Now at five and three, I still have faith in Joe Burrow and the boys. You can't stub your toe against the Jets. Come yeah, on, that's guys. tough. That's tough. Tennessee Titans took a big blow. Well, they beat the Colts, uh, right? Beat the yeah. Colts off an abysmal play by Carson Wentz. Did you see that? Yeah. Hold on. Let me just. I just want to track uh, backtrack one second. That Cincinnati Bengals loss, chalk it up to a referee. Next. Really? <laughs> Dang, I didn't watch it that close. 
Um, uh, uh, a helmet to helmet that was embarrassing and ridiculous. Really? Yep. Dang. God, on a, on a third and 17. That's brutal. God. The Titans, 6-2, and two, uh, beat the Colts, but they probably have the biggest loss of their season in losing Derrick Henry. Oh. Um, and they signed Adrian Peterson today. Signed AP. Who's on your – what order are you on the waivers this week? I'm low. All right, so I'm not gonna, I'm low to that running back. I'm good. We're going to make a claim for AP, see if we get it at number three. I doubt we do, but we'll see. Um, I don't – the so, other guy, go ahead, McIntosh, Becca. Huh? There's another guy. Uh, never mind. Keep it going. Oh. Here we go. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Um, Baltimore Ravens at number seven, five and two after, what did they do? I don't know what they did this week. They moved up Maybe. from eight, so I'm guessing it's a win. Yeah. Josh Allen and the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, five and two, drop from five, but they beat whoever they beat. The Dolphins. They beat the Scratch Dolphins. Floyd, too. Uneventful to me. Number yeah. five, Dallas Cowboys stay at number. Oh no, they move up from six. They're at six and one. Um, they beat the Vikings in a in a nice game. That was Sunday night. Tampa yeah. Bay Bucks stay at number four at six and two. I think this is a little bit of favoritism by ESPN. They, of course. They're at Tom six Brady and two. The world. No doubt. Six and two. They're at number four. They lose to New Orleans. They drop two spots from number two. The Rams are staying strong at number three after uh, a win against Houston, blew them out. Arizona Cardinals are at number two, drop from the top spot after a big loss to the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and the boys. And then you find the Packers coming up from number four. Moving up to number one this week at seven and one. You know, we just thought, you know, you think every year that Aaron Rodgers and, and those guys are <laughs> yeah. done, and here yeah. they are at seven and one. Let's just see it happen in the playoffs, man. That's it. Yeah. Bro, Aaron Rodgers is playing with a massive chip on his shoulder, man. He's, uh, he's trying it. to stick the middle finger up at everybody. I love it. Me so th- there you have it. Power rankings, NFL. Let's see what happens here in week 10 coming up. Put the flags away, guys. Put them away. Let the kids play. Let Enough. the kids play. Enough. All right. We're going to a nice topic, and that brings back a little nostalgia here, and it's the movies. All right, we're going to Hollywood, and we want to know, we want to discuss. We, we tried to go top five, and I sat down before the podcast, and I literally have nothing prepared, so we're going with top three. <laughs> I want to know the top three sports movies of all time. So let's go. Let's go with a couple. If you if we got the top three, let's go with a couple. What do they call that? Outside uh, of the three. Yeah, yeah. Outside, what do they call that? Uh, like uh, honorary mentions. Honorary mentions. Yeah, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. <laughs> That's what I got in sixth grade. I was so close to honorable <laughs> mention. What's that when you get like an eighty or above? Like honor roll or what? something. Made it, but I was honorable mention. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a t-shirt, man. I like well, that. Yeah. Honorable mention. Honor- yeah. With my face on it. <laughs> the story of my life. Alright, well, who's outside? Give me a couple sports movies that are outside of your top three that you're going to give honorable mention. Alright, so I'll probably, obviously, if I was going, it would be Caddyshack. Mm. I mean, I had Caddyshack in an honorable mention. 
that was probably one of the best sports comedy of all time. People okay. like say slap shot and this, that, and the other thing, but <laughs> um, number four for me, I'll stick on the ice. Alex Galati would like this. Uh, the Mighty Ducks, the first one, because that's just, the Mighty yeah, Ducks. Fantastic. I was gonna, I was thinking oh, about yeah. the Mighty Ducks, man. What a classic! What a childhood yep. classic. Absolutely. Mix in. How about this one? A little Gordon Bombay and the Triple D. You can't beat it, man. <laughs> yeah. Bro, we used to do it outside shooting into the garbage pails. Love it. All right. Yeah. So that's it. That's all you got for honorable mentions. No, one more. Cool running. Ooh, I forgot all about that. I'm writing that one down. Fantastic. Classic. My kids just watching. They loved it. That's awesome, man. Great, great recollection there. All right, here's some of my uh, honorable mentions, and it's biased to football, but that's always been me. Friday Night Lights, I mean, just to, you know, Booby Miles, can't beat it. Uh, Varsity Blues, corny, but was it Johnny Moxon? Is that his name? Yeah, Johnny Moxon, man. He was was legit. He was a legit QB who who could also be in another conversation that we could have at the next time. Top movie quarterbacks. Of all yeah, time. I like it. I like it. I don't think Johnny Mo- I don't know if Moxon's crossing the top five, but we'll see. Anyway. Uh, it's probably close. And legit, like not the freaking Shane Falco who needed like a stunt double and like a fake. Yeah, you know but what Shane I'm Falco is a crafty lefty, bro. He I'm talking about all, I'm talking around. about true skill. Like Willie Beeman was an athlete, man. Like you could tell yeah. Jamie Foxx had some QB in him. But yeah. anyway. Um Necessary roughness. Did you think of that? Ooh, no, I didn't think of that one. Listen, I'm sure that out of the five of uh, five people in the audience that listen to this podcast, <laughs> if you if you haven't heard about necessary roughness, go check it out. My man, uh, rest in peace to Sinbad, the legendary comedian. Sinbad's in there. Paul Blake is another quarterback that's a legend. What's his name? That's I don't the know. guy from Quantum Leap. Quantum, Quantum Leap. Leap. He's on NCIS now, too. <laughs> I forget his name, the actual actor. <laughs> uh, Any Given Sunday, a favorite of mine. It was like at the perfect yeah. time for me. I did like a, an analysis in one of my movie classes in college. Waste of time, but it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, remember the Titans it. hasn't been mentioned yet. Denzel, yeah. Sunshine. There's so many. Awesome. And then, uh, all right, and I'm going in. So my top three, and I don't like number one, honestly. I don't think I'm going to keep it there. But number three, (laughs) number three, I'm going with Rocky Four. Okay. I like that one. Rocky Four against the Russian, U.S. versus Russia, the training freaking segment, whatever you call it, um, ensemble was just legendary. And the Eye of the Tiger is F and you know one of the best yeah. sports motivation songs in history. Yeah. Number and two, yeah. I'm going Major League, bro. I have I'm surprised okay. you haven't mentioned that Major League, a baseball movie. Yeah, Ricky Vaughn, freaking Willie Mays Hayes, yep. legends, man. Come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> um, and then I got number one. I got Rudy sitting there. Oh yeah, wait, you haven't even done your top three. I'm screwing <laughs> this up, man. No, it was, it's all good. It's good, though. All right. I got, bro, we got, I got the same one. I got for number three. All right. I got Rudy at number one. The absolute top scene in Rudy for me is Rock. I don't know his actual yeah. name. My man Rock sitting in up in the bleachers. He's the janitor for the whole movie and just like the motivational guy that follows Rudy along yeah. the whole way. And he just gives that Great big movie. clap, man. Rob C., yeah, if you was... ever listen to this, I know that's that's just the big moment for us, both of us. <laughs> yeah. 
and just ah, he made it, dude. He made it. Yeah, that was after that sack. You got the absolutely sack. garbage right. time. You go for your top three. As I just three, shot, I him. was gonna. It was well. My third was Friday Night Lights. Okay, just nice. The Booby Miles. The whole thing was awesome. It was just you know, and it was based off true events. It was you know what I mean. Right. It's, but what goes on down there is real. No doubt. Um, Odessa, Texas. Two, yep. Number two for me was Rudy. We just nailed that. And number one for me was Major League. Wow. Yeah. I take it back, man. Good for you. Major League. Yeah. What a great Major freaking League. movie. Uh, and the, the way it ends, like, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, but there's so many. The best thing about sports movies is it's, especially if it's based on real events, it's, the ending is, it's really, it just is like, you get, you, it's emotional, you know what I mean? It's no doubt. fantastic. A couple movies that are coming to mind. Actually, what are some movies that you haven't seen that everybody talks about? One for me is Ooh. We Are Marshall. I've never seen We Are Marshall. How bad is that? Great movie. You'll be crying your eyes out through that thing. Oh, shoot, I bet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, we can go on for days about sports movies, but that's a what solid about the list. program? Ooh, oh, I forgot Jefferson. the program. That's that's a great movie, man. Latimer, yeah, and Alvin Mack, Alvin Mack and Latimer were Alvin Mack was Featherstone and Unnecessary Roughness. Yep, and Latimer was one of the running backs. I think he won number thirty-three. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Wow, how about that? That was a Stick prequel. Yeah, you are, man. You're a legendary movie freaking critic. Yeah, if you go boy, I could read years. this shit right here. It says Adidas. <laughs> Have a Mac movie, legend. Oh, shoot. Well, that's the top. That's the top sports movies that we have of all time. Uh, what else you got, man? How are we going to wrap this up? I don't know. What do you got? I got I'm nothing. Feeling, you know, I'm just excited for the weekend. Man. That's what gets me through work in five days a week. It's like, <laughs> As soon as I get to Wednesday, I feel good. I'm like, all right, Thursday, Friday, bing, I'm done. No doubt. No doubt. On the other side, uh, so for me, we got, I mean, the off season. So the high school, high school football here in Indiana coming to the playoffs. It's getting big. It's going to be going all through November. But then gets the off season is where it's, it's exciting to me because there's probably a little bit more access to, to players yeah. and, and coaches around the area. So I got a lot of. We got some plans and people to check in with in the off season and really just get a uh, get a feel for what's going on and who's going where and and who the guys are. So my next big thing for me is really getting an understanding on who's in each class uh, as far as recruits and prospects and things like that, and just uh, giving them a platform, which is originally what I tried to create things for, was yeah. to give give these kids a platform just to put their name on it and uh, hopefully get an eyeball or two on them. So I'm excited Love about it, that. CEPSL, Collectively Evolving Platform Sports League, the seven-on-seven football league. Winter season is coming here to Indianapolis. We're going to be back. We got every division you can think of, the high school, uh, 18U, whatever you want to call it, 15, 12, 10, all the way down. Um yep. It's going to be exciting, man. So keep an eye out for that. If you haven't seen anything with CEPSL, go check them out. Go check us out on Instagram. 
Uh, we got a podcast there as well. It's called The Finest Podcast. They're literally interviewing people as we're doing this podcast. So all is good. Exciting things yeah. on the horizon. Get Boiler up this weekend. Here. We got to get some guests, have some deeper conversations, but we're going, we're doing well, man. Executing yeah. each week. Exactly. Boiler up is right, man. Let's get it. Boiler up. We'll see you guys. Appreciate you. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Oh. H to the OP. I used to move snowflakes by the OC. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Ho. Fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music biz number one supplier. Fly it in a piece of paper bearing my name. Got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. That's right, Ho.